0: Commander! Hail Ming approaching! What do you mean, Hail Ming approaching? War Rocket Ajax is on our screen
1: and heading right for us.
0: Secure all posts. Raise all shields. Fire all lasers. Do the music.
2: Hail Ming Power Hour listeners, we're hoping that you're having a good time out there and you're staying safe, and to help you stay safe and entertained, we are ready with another movie for you. Can you believe it, Rick?
1: Yes, I can. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of what we do here,
2: right? It is, it is. I just can't believe that we're, we're getting on it so, so many times in a row here. I mean, it's just kind of crazy. I, I, yeah. It's like the olden times.
1: Yeah, we've gone from, you know, once every two or three months to once every every other week. Looking like. So, hey, yeah, kind of a return to form, I guess.
2: Yeah, it sounds good. I mean, I'm I'm ready to do it. You know, I'm 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 in fighting trim, ready to take this out and and I'm really really excited about this week's movie. Heck yeah. I say I thought I was excited about last movie, but but this one is the one that really stood the test of time. And uh and, and I'm excited to to sell this to everybody cuz I'm sure that once we're done everybody's going to run out and watch it cuz they really should. 100% agreed. So I mean, I, without any further ado, I mean, we're we're talking about RoboCop, the original. I don't know anything Robo-Cop. about the remake.
1: Cop. RoboCop. RoboCop.
2: Yeah. You know anything about the remake?
1: Did you see it? I did see it.
2: Yeah, what do you think? That's
1: all I, that's what I remember about it. It's one of those, eh, it's all right.
2: Yeah, it you know? seems like they, they just they were like, well, these movies will be better now that we have good effects, and and something about them just doesn't have the concrete base that that makes them stand up and and uh, and keep their longevity. It's just more or less a flash in the pan, and everybody watches them and says, yeah, that was okay. But yeah, uh, RoboCop, you know, man,
1: it, it it was a it was a decent remake, but just like every time we kind of see a remake, it's missing that heart and soul. Or even maybe the the grittiness that this one has that, you know, it's it's just missing that element. It's a shame because, you know, we've got the ability to to really make effects look a whole lot better. But you're just lacking that heart and soul.
2: Yeah, it's true. And, you know, I'm sure they didn't bother to to stick with the original soundtrack. And halfway through this, I'm like, Basil Polidorus, man. He makes a movie. I'm excited about this. You're going to be excited by the end of this episode. I'm sure of it. And unfortunately, we can't do it without funds. So I've been out hitting the streets looking for sponsors. Have you been doing the same, Rick?
1: Uh, yeah, to a degree. Uh, we, we can't really hit the streets right now because, you know, quarantine and all. But you do what you can. And in these struggling times, you, you come up with desperate... Uh, desperate needs so uh we're still able to come up with a little funding but what did you find
2: was struggling times call for desperate needs i am gonna stick with that that's like a frank drebin quote right there that's awesome (laughs) and i I mean that i'm not making fun of you i i I like it um yeah Yeah. i I was able to find one um and they they gave me a little run-up here it goes um you know do you like spicy chicken how about spiritual awareness We'll sit down and enjoy both in our spacious meditation and dining area. You know, where can you find both of this? You ask. Well, you know, uh, you can find it at a wing and a prayer, spicy chicken, and spiritual enlightenment. That's good. I like yeah. that. So, so, where, so, where's know, that at? Is that, come on is down that downtown? A, a wing and a prayer.
1: Is that downtown Nashville or?
2: Yes. <laughs> Next to the rice bowl, too. <laughs> They're soon to be all over the place, man. <laughs> You know, Lord willing, we'll have a wing and a prayer around here. Well, being the entrepreneur that I am...
1: <laughs> what? Wait, wait a minute. Yeah, let me get that. Helming. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my buttons were covered up. Bet you never heard me say that before. Oh. Uh, I decided to uh, start my own business. Uh, for the people that do know me, uh, you know that I pretty much live... With a female grizzly atoms. We've got so many animals, it's ridiculous. And just in the past couple of years, we ended up with nine donkeys. And through the necessity of keeping them donkeys warm, uh, we decided to uh, start our own business. And that's uh, Morgan's Donkey Blankets. And uh, right now, our slogan that we're using is, uh, cover your ass.
2: <laughs> Keep them donkeys warm.
1: <laughs> yes. That's
2: the only song I ever did sing as a kid.
1: <laughs> Keep them dog <dogies> warm. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, okay. So you have any more sponsors? I, I was. I you know, do. Similar. I got one
1: more. Oh, what uh, you got? two? I got one more. Yes, we can afford. Yeah, well, some this more, one,
2: whatever it is, we buy.
1: The 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 internet is a powerful weapon. So, being that you can't go out and go door to door without them saying you have to go through the drive through. Mm-hmm. Um, ironically, this one you can go through the drive through, and it is also downtown Nashville. And it's, it's our good buddy, Bo Ransdale, has uh, started a business to get into these tough times. And that's uh, Bo Ransdale's Meat Market. Uh, if you guys all know <laughs> Bo, I mean, he, he knows what he's doing. And uh, a good-hearted fella, and, and glad that he's kind of venturing out and just trying to make ends meet. Uh, make, make meat meat, I guess. But... Uh, that's Bo Ransdale's meat market, where you, his his slogan is uh, "You can beat our prices, but you can't beat our meat."
2: Oh, ho, ho. <laughs> Bo, you you delightful, charming young man! Wow, <laughs> I'm, I'm excited. I'm going to go there, you know, right after I meditate a little bit and have some hot wings. Absolutely. Um, so you know, if, if that's it for sponsors, I, th- I think we need to get into uh, you know the next segment here, which Are is well. What Did You Watch? What
0: did you watch? Y'all? What
2: did you watch? Played the right one this time. <laughs> did you watch? It's, it's always the right one. What
1: did you watch? By the way, I think we are to uh, for all of our fans out there. If you want to sponsor the show, we can put together a Helming album <laughs> of the songs that we've come up with and uh, sell that to you for twenty nine ninety nine, and it, that'll help keep this show going.
2: Is that really okay <laughs> with you know Legion and and uncopyrighted materials and all that stuff?
1: Well, you know, it's you know sure till they get cop didn't see it. I didn't do it.
2: Legit. I'm on board. I feel like I'm not excited enough. I, I, and I should be, because you know what I watched? Yeah, yeah I, what? I got, I got to watch this movie, okay? It's, it's about these three postal workers who find themselves uh, forced to take care of uh, uh, their dying grandma's recipe for this, this cooking sauce, right? You know, on her deathbed, she, she hands this, this uh, recipe over, and these, these three postmen have to, to keep it away from these, these industrialists. But, but the real twist happens when they try and make it in the kitchen, and it comes to life. This this uh, this cooking sauce like overtakes them and it starts to attack the the town and they they have to they have to find the remedy to 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 bring it down you know old grandma style and um, you know just hijinks ensue the three guys are real funny I I, I totally recommend this movie it's called a uh, three mailmen and a gravy
1: <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> It's one of those that I'm riding along with you. I'm like, all right, this is going, all right. We're getting some detail.
2: Sudden <laughs> <laughs> stop. I don't blame you. <laughs> maybe not a ride you want to come along with me, but hey. Three mailmen
1: and gra- the gravy.
2: Yeah, three three mailmen and gravy. Okay. <laughs> three
1: coming, men coming in the gravy. Okay. Coming
2: soon on Hulu. <laughs> of Two. course. Hulu the sequel.
1: Hulu 2. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well you know me. I'm I'm uh always talking about these documentaries and I Man, found another you are a good
2: documentary one. addict.
1: So this one, uh it's a documentary about uh, film legend Jane Fonda and um uh, and her endeavors, you know, through through the greatness of, of her career, uh saving up her money and she buys a private island that is named Goat, due to the claim of having the largest population <laughs> of goats in the world. <laughs> <laughs> But the purchase wasn't just for that. The island of Goat is also responsible for the largest production of Brazil nuts as well. So Fonda yeah. walks you through the buying process and the naming of her own company to, donate, to, to dominate the, the snack business, <laughs> the snack business world that's out there. So if you get a chance, I recommend you check it out. It's it's on you can check it on Amazon Prime, and it's uh, <laughs> tune into Jane Fonda's Goat Nuts. <laughs>
2: Oh, damn you.
1: (laughs) See, I was waiting for that punch that you had with yours, and, you know, it was
2: close. It was close. Yeah, well, I had to throw, you know, I I decided that that I had to get out.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean.
2: Uh, Well, okay. So, Is that uh, it? Anything else? I haven't watched anything else.
1: That's it for me, too. So that is the end for...
0: What, what did, did you not watch? you, watch?
2: Did you watch Star? All right, and I think uh, it's time to take a short break. The Hail Ming Power Hour is brought to you by D's Nuts. Trust D's for gourmet peanuts. And loyal subjects of Mongo like you. Hail Ming!
0: This is Bobby Brown for Bobby Brown's House Cleaning. During the coronavirus pandemic, we cannot legally enter your home to clean due to insurance policies and rules and regulations. So I'm here... To announce our all-new Bobby Brown's house cleaning app. That's right. Head over and download our app for a minimal fee of Tree Fitty. And you can have me, Bobby Brown, tell you how to clean your own house up to our fine standards. Just enter a room and open the app. Press Living Room. And I will come on and tell you what to do just like this. Vacuum that floor, woman. You're messing up the carpet. Can't you do anything right? Or maybe even in the kitchen. Hey, don't track across my clean floor. Don't you hear good? Don't you talk back to me. It's my I wouldn't do it to your clean floor. Or even in the bedroom. What are you doing? Don't you know how to fold fit a sheet? Change the bed. I should change the bear, woman. Ain't in, the in here on Dirty Sheets. Remember, go to the app store and download the Bobby Brown House Cleaning app today. It's just like I'm now. Bobby Brown House Cleaning is a proud sponsor of the Hell Mean Power Hour.
2: Yeah! Alright, well welcome back. Here we are again after the break that almost broke the bank and uh <laughs> I'm ready to talk some RoboCop, so I think it might be time to go back to 1987. You think?
1: Well, we're going to do our
2: synopsis first. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's an important part of this whole thing. I can't believe I didn't think about that. Well, that's all right. Who who do we have to do a synopsis for us this week?
1: Well, again, we're returning to kind of the old school system here, and, and uh, I was able to track down uh, crappy Christopher Walken again.
2: Oh, man. So
1: here we go. Christopher Walken, RoboCop. How, RoboCop,
0: 1987, action, crime, sci-fi, in a dystopic and crime-ridden Detroit, a terminally wounded cop returns to a force as a powerful cyborg haunted by submerged memories. It's got a classic book called Plane Geometry in the movie. You look it up. Quotes in the movie are fantastic. RoboCops classic line Dead or Alive, you're coming with me. And who can forget Murphy's line? Ow, ow, ow. Oh, oh, ow, ow, oh. ow, ow. Fantastic dramatic stuff. It's rated R for Red Foreman's the villain. <laughs>
2: There you go, Crappy yeah, Christopher. Thank you, Crappy Christopher. <laughs> Appreciate that.
1: Oh, so yeah, it's time to jump into the time machine. You ready? I- I'm ready. I'm. What? I'm excited about this. <laughs> well, did you? I don't set. What do we set the dial to? What year are we going to?
2: 1987.
1: Oh, I had it on 86. So here we go, 87.
2: That would have been bad. We've would been the wrong year.
1: Oh, what's your arm? Oh. It's
2: longer than 1977. I don't know how that can happen. Ugh. Hey, look, acid wash jeans. Nice. Look around. It's just like I left it.
1: Look, there's a Bon Jovi shirt on the ground.
2: <laughs> yeah, where it belongs. <laughs> right. All right, so... Don't let Lois hear you say that. Oh, well, uh, she knows. But, yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to get into all that. But what I am going to get into is... RoboCop. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you, Rick, what is the first reason for the people out there to check out RoboCop?
1: Well, there have been remakes. There have been sequels. And to me, the thing that really holds this whole movie together is Peter Weller, man. If you take Peter Weller out of this, it's not successful. So you got the first two movies, Peter Weller, and you go to the third one, it's not Peter Weller. It stank like duty. You get to remake, it'll have no Peter Weller. Meh. Right? I think Pete makes this thing happen, man.
2: You may be onto something there, because uh, you're right, that is a common thread of the successful RoboCop movies. Um, it's not the first thing I got. Well, yeah.
1: I was just trying to I make mean, a point out of, you take Peter Weller out of the equation,
2: and it just is, it's not as good. I think what you're saying is is that Peter Weller is RoboCop. Absolutely. He's also Buckaroo Bonsai
1: Buckaroo himself. Yes.
2: He showed up in the in the precinct wearing that Buckaroo Bonsai shirt, man. <laughs> like geometric shapes and yeah. He's, he's all the, wherever hey,
1: you go, there you are.
2: I'm here with the uh the Hong Kong Cavaliers to, to join your police precinct cuz I'm Peter Weller.
1: <laughs> That's right. So what you got?
2: My first reason is TV segments. Oh yes. I mean, they they have them in RoboCop too as well. There are they're these commercials on the TV and then there are news spots. And you know anything written by Frank Miller is going to have news spots. I, and I'm I'm balk, I'm balking at whether or not he wrote the first one, but I know he wrote the second. And they're just you know like like slices of life, you know, little uh, stories going on to kind of give you an, a backdrop of the whole world and what shape it's in. But they also have these these commercials that are just hilarious. You know they're just ridiculous products in this future that, you know, I know in the second one there's, there's like a, like a 6,000, you know, SPF sunscreen and, <laughs> right. or maybe that's in, that might actually be in another Verhoeven film, but, um, but in this one, you know, you've got the, the 6,000 SUX, the, the great big car that everybody wants to buy. It's like a Cadillac. It's
1: yeah. It gets eight, least, mile, eight miles a gallon. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right. I mean, the commercials and stuff just, you know, they, yeah. They make it not quite so serious, even though it's extremely violent. I mean, this movie is hugely violent. The, the news it is reports. so violent.
1: I actually do have at the top of a page that says movie opening. I love the fact that you kind of get this, you know, the camera just kind of swoops into a town. Then it just says Robocop. There's no other introductions besides that. The Robocop comes off the screen and it goes right to a news report. And you get, you know, the news of the time, and then it goes straight into the commercials. It's really setting up the whole story of what you're about to take in. And it really gives you a backdrop. It, it, you're dropped into the middle of a story, so there's not a build up to it. And it's just, yeah. it, it's very creatively
2: done. Well, and, and you know, it 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 begins and ends that way I noticed you know yeah. it was like the last scene in the movie and then boom Robocop this is right there and then the credits roll yeah. they didn't need to do anything super crafty they were just okay we got the beginning and then we got the end and that's the movie yeah I love it
1: I do too I do too and it, it you know it's one of those that you don't go back and revisit a lot but when you do you're like why have I not watched this again <laughs> why did I wait so long uh you said it earlier. This this it really holds up, and there's a lot of factors of why. Uh, like I said, Verhoeven directing, you know. So there you go. Total Recall, Starship Troopers, all the other stuff he's done. Total. Let's see what was the other Basic Instinct, Showgirls. Well, you know,
2: <laughs>
1: we're all doing. You bad can't
2: one. win them all. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but something that nobody really talks about is the gore factor of this movie. It's pretty gory and. Who's, who did the effects for this? Rob Oteen. Same guy that did, no. the, the, did the thing. He did, you know, the howling. Uh, you know, special effects extraordinaire. And you never hear people really bring him up when you're talking about Robocop. Because, well, I don't hear a lot of people talking about Robocop. But if you're going to talk about special effects, this is your guy. And after seeing that and realizing, yes, that's who did these, you go, oh, yeah. That's why when he gets his hand blown off, it looks pretty legit. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean, well, and, and like you said, you don't hear people talking about RoboCop all that much, but we're going to fix that.
1: Right. Yeah.
2: Because you know, after this, they're all going to be it's going to be all a buzz.
1: You got to you got you got to got to got to got to.
2: It's like you got that dude who gets that toxic waste. But we won't get ahead of oh, ourselves here. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about effects. That affected me. <laughs> What's your next reason?
1: Uh well, come on, man. You got to go with the Ed two hundred and nine. Yes, I mean this machine walking around, high tech of its time. You know, we just had a conversation last episode about the ending of the Harryhausen stop motion thing, and this is where it takes a new life. You're you're actually using it for mechanical purposes, just like you used it in Terminator. You know, uh, so here you've got this big military cop style machine walking around uh, total stop motion and come on man that scene when they bring it into that into that business or the the, the conference room and they're testing it with that dude and it just unloads on him
2: uh, it, yeah that, that boardroom is not a place I'd want to go spend any of my work day that's for sure
1: again it just really sets the tone for the kind of movie you're into. The Ed 209 is just iconic. It's just as iconic as RoboCop is. You don't see a picture of it and not know what it came from.
2: I agree. And, you know, yeah, the Ed 209 and that that opening sequence, it also shows you the brutality of the bad guys. It's funny that the bad guys in this aren't, you know, there are street thugs and there are bank robbers and there are rapists and all that stuff, but the real bad guys are just people chasing the dollar. You know, they've... This guy gets gunned down in front of a whole boardroom of people, and they're like, "Look at all the money we wasted on this thing!" You know, like, like that's how bad they are. It's not that that they're, you know, they're criminal. It's not that they're out committing crimes. It's that their bottom line is more important than human life.
1: I'm sure it's just a glitch.
2: (laughs) Right, right. The the guy who is like, "Hey, don't, don't give up on me. This is going to be good." You know, like it's um. OCP, man. Omni Consumer products. Right. They're the bad guy.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so that, that's the, the, the trap that you get into is, you know, the thugs on the street are bought out by these guys. So it's all just a, a vicious cycle of just trying to make the money. you got to have the chaos on the street to promote what it is you're trying to build to get the army to, to support it and buy it. You know, you hear these stories all the time, but, you know, this is based in more of a, you know, Urban setting. So, this movie is really kind of ageless, man. I mean, it's still hitting the buttons of things that we talk about in today's society. And uh, just the grittiness of it. I mean, I'm just, I know I'm kind of bouncing all over
2: the place, but I'm really surprised at how well it holds up. Hey, man. I mean, I guess you don't have to stay on target because we're just wandering around making sure everybody gets the high points. But yeah, I mean, the whole movie is a high point. You know, the. Like you said, the uh the, the plot's great, the the acting's really good. You got Peter Weller, you got uh Nancy Allen. Man,
1: solid cast in this thing, man.
2: You got a uh, you know, Red Foreman, I can't tell you his name. Kurt, Kurt Woodsmith, yeah, Kurt Woodsmith. He he's not just Red Foreman either. I mean that, that guy's a seasoned actor. Yeah, he Although they always... replaced him with Michael Ironsides for uh, for Total Recall and it's pretty much the same dude, but right. still.
1: Yeah, he's he's always he's always Clarence Boddicker to me. I don't care what I see him in.
2: Well, he's really slick yeah. as just kind of the, uh, the 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 crime boss. You know, he's willing to get his hands dirty, but he's also just so sleazy when he walks into somebody's office. Like he's always in control. And Clarence Boddicker is definitely a reason to watch the movie. Whenever yes. he's on the screen, he's chewing up the scenery.
1: Yep. Yeah.
2: So I'll make that my next reason. It's Clarence Boddicker.
1: Well, imagine, um, amazingly enough, that was next on my list too. So. Yeah. Uh, well, you beat
2: me to Ed Two Hundred Nine, but but absolutely.
1: Well, like you said, every every reason we're going to give is a top notch reason because there's there's not much that really doesn't falter in this movie. Uh, but again, I guess the only thing that did bother me that goes back to the Ed Two Hundred Nine is when it falls down the stairs and
2: it's squealing like a pig. <laughs> yeah, that's weird.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's the only thing kind sound like. Yeah, could have done something better there.
2: They give it like a growl and stuff, and, and then like you know, yeah, it's got this 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 squeal that just doesn't really make sense. But
1: but hey, on Flash Gordon, you hit those people in the back and they squeal like a pig. So I guess I guess it just works.
2: Squeal like a pig, Eddie.
1: <laughs> Can you squeal like a pig, Bobby?
2: <laughs> Can you fly, Bobby? Yeah, I got a whole list of just just lines because we got to talking about yeah. lines in the movie, and it started with "Can you fly, Bobby?" Which you know is a <laughs> Clarence Boddicker line. Throw somebody out of van. It's Fantastic. good stuff.
1: So what you got? Or was that right, was, that well, was you, right? That was you, right? I'm sorry. I think I think Clarence, Clarence Boddicker was Boddicker. me, and then and yeah.
2: then you came back with. Did you come back with something?
1: Well, no, I, I just kind of went back to Ed Two or Nine, but my next one is Miguel Ferrer. Man, I mean. You know, yeah. You, you, here's a case of a guy that you like and hate all at the same time. You don't have RoboCop coming around without him, but he's a sleazeball too, man. I mean, he's he's creating a, the super crime fighter, but he's also hanging out with you know two strippers in
2: his room and and snorting coke off their chest. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and and you know to to go back to it as far as it goes. I mean, this was a top notch film with a with a. With a high budget, and and there isn't a chump in the bunch when you go into the acting squad. You know, nobody yeah. in there is dropping the ball or, or, or a, an amateur. That the the whole movie is done well, and, and yeah, to, to that point, Miguel Ferrer, man, he's he's always the guy you love to hate. Always,
1: yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, I just think he he's just one, another piece of this puzzle that really makes you buy into it, and you you, you hate. You kinda hate him and love him at the same time. Uh you know, the scene where Clarence Bartiker shows up at his house and has the message from, you know, the other guy from O C P yeah, it's just fantastic. I mean Oh yeah. <laughs> the, the the timed hand grenade, how about that? That's a step into the future. Hey, this this hand grenade's actually got a timer on it.
2: Yeah, and well, you know, if only he had just been not shot in the legs, he might have gotten to it in time but Yeah. 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 He was. was thought out. Spoiler so, alert! Yeah. Miguel Ferrer <laughs> dies.
1: Uh, Alright, what you got?
2: But the prostitutes don't die, because they were warned to leave.
1: That's right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and if you've watched the movie, then you know what I'm talking about. And if you haven't, yep. then when you hear it, you'll, you'll know what I'm saying. Clance
1: Boddicker um, walks in and politely says, Ladies, you need to
2: leave. Yeah, that's right. Could you please take your leave of us now? <laughs> it's, 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 it's real classy. Real classy. <laughs> yeah, real classy. Okay, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say it. If you're not gonna say it, I'm gonna say it. I'd buy that for a dollar.
1: Oh yeah, yeah.
2: Another Go one ahead. of the TV things that's going on is whenever they stop and watch a TV for a minute, there's this sitcom with this guy with this red mustache. He looks like a circus ringmaster and. And he's he's always got these 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 chicks wearing bikinis on screen with him, and you know they do something, and he says, "Well, I'd buy that for a dollar," and it's just and everybody just laughs at it, and it's so weird.
1: It's it's kind of Benny Hillish, I guess, in a way. You yeah. know, As far as you know, because he's got the Scandinavian dressed ladies around everywhere with this guy that obviously they would not be attracted to. You know. Sure. And uh, yeah, it's it, I'm amazed with the whole idea of everybody being just fascinated with this show. Because you've even got a scene where uh, one guy is out on the street, with uh, Emile's out on the street, and he's standing there, and chaos is going on because they've, they've pulled all the cops back. They're on strike. So just chaos is going on. They're tearing down buildings and stuff, and he's sitting outside trying to watch the TV show, and he can't hear it, so he busts out the glass of the shop. So you can reach in and turn the sound up so you can hear the show. I mean, they are that obsessed with watching this show.
2: Yeah, yeah, and, and that's how lawless it becomes, you know, because cause there's this whole backdrop of the cops are getting, getting, you know, whacked every day. And, and, and so OCP is coming in with RoboCop to try and, you know, take the edge off and help them do their job and also make a ton of money. right. Not to get too into the weeds, but you know that that's kind of that's why there's there's riots going on and and why nobody seems to care that they are.
1: Yeah, and that that kind of that kind of pulls you into some of the stuff we're even seeing now. I mean, you know, you see the youth saying, "Yeah, I don't care about all this. We're just gonna go party down at the beach." You know, you've got situations here where you know people are running around doing whatever they want to do, and other people are just like don't even pay attention to what's going on. So. It's very, very loose, and it works.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's Robocop, man. Can't yeah. go wrong.
1: So next on mine, I've got... It's the combination of uh, Peter Weller's death scene, Murphy, uh-huh. Murphy's dead scene, death scene, and the rebirth scene. That whole section, man, from him being wiped out, flashes of memory, waking back up, and it's a video kind of screen all the variations they're doing to him, taking off the arm, putting the mechanical arm. Man, I mean, what, just what a staple for originality for movie making that that really stands out here.
2: Uh, Next on my list too, man. Absolutely. I I put it down as, um, you know, this could have been the, the, not the first precursor, but a precursor to, you know, produced found footage stuff. Sure. Because, yeah, you know, the whole thing is you, you've you got the perspective of this camera that's been installed in this guy. You're seeing it through his eyes. Everything around you is unscripted. You know, the things that are going on are, are not part of the plot per se, but they're what you perceive and how you perceive it. Yeah, I, I remember I watched that and I was like, this is really good.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it just And it flows really well and you, you don't go, yeah, this is kind of boring. I mean, the, the pacing of that whole scene. It's just done really,
2: really well. And, now, see, and, bear in mind, this was 1987, so they very easily right. could have like had a had a montage where like he gets some robot arms, and it's like, go to the top. <laughs> Knock out the clouds. You can look into the sun. You know, and then like you know, he'd he'd get the gun. You're not and a like, man, you're a robot. <laughs> That's right. He'd be he'd be shooting at the target and missing it, and they'd be like, oh, and they'd check a the thing off the checklist, and then by the end, he's shooting the They're target high-fiving. every time. You know? Yeah. They give him a high five, and you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause you get you're Frank Stallone to sing the song RoboCop.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, But they
2: didn't do that. They did something much better. That's what I'm saying. I agree. Yep. But I I might want to see that montage come to think of it now that it's in my head.
1: Maybe we can put that together as a skit. (laughs) Maybe. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, wait a minute. We're an audio show. It'd be hard to do.
2: (laughs) You got to go to the top. Yeah. (laughs) RoboCop. So, yeah, I agree with you 100%. The, 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 like, you get the, the video screen of RoboCop is he's brought online and all the scientists that are working on him and, and stuff, you know. Well, to the point also where you got Miguel Ferrer come in and they're like, we were able to save his arm. And he's like, get rid of it. Yeah, yeah, I don't want a guy with one re- re- regular <laughs> arm. I want a robot cop.
1: Which is pretty interesting, too, because in a lot of cases, that's what you would get. You would get a guy with one metal arm, one real arm, you know, doing the whole, you know, crossover half man, half machine kind of thing. But, you know, they made the right choice on the direction with this.
2: Like the Manborg. The
1: Manborg.
2: <laughs> yeah, but, but, yeah, exactly. Well, and, and that's another thing, too, is, is when Miguel Ferrer comes in and says, you know, lose the other arm. You know, the, the other scientist is like, well, you know, can he hear me? And they're like, yeah, we can wipe his memory. And the whole thing is, you know they didn't. Because if right. that were the case, then you wouldn't be on this journey with him, right? Right. Y- right. You remember it because he remembers it. And if they'd wiped his memory, then none of this would have even happen. Because you already right. feel like you're in his head. Yeah. Really well done. Yeah. I cool. agree.
1: All right, so that's my death scene, rebirth scene. What you okay. got?
2: That guy getting shot in the dick. <laughs> 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 uh, you know... Robocop's on the prowl there's those are there are two guys about to about to, to rake this girl and and he walks up and and targets between her legs where her skirt's covering but he knows where her legs are because he's Robocop and shoots that dude right in the dick don't miss Ooh. it people don't miss it because it's <laughs> <laughs> it's something
1: uh, you know ironically enough the next thing I had was Robo's first night on the town. And it's very reminiscent to the first time Superman appears on the screen in the the '78 Superman movie because, you know, he does three or four great feats in one night, but it's kind of set up that same way, you know, because right after that they're, who is this guy on TV? You know, he's half machine, he's half man, and helping yeah. save the community. It's very well set up, just like that whole scene where, all right, we've gone around and not shown you enough of him. You've just got glimpses of him walking down police hallways now we're turning it up and like you said going up and you know the guy that's in the, the the little grocery store at the beginning when you know that first night when he walks in and bends his gun barrel down keeps him from shooting anymore and then he yeah. like lines him <laughs> and then he like you said he, he shoots the rapist and then uh, you get uh, what's the other one there's another one he does
2: I, I don't know, but the music was going dun 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 dun. <laughs> I don't know. I just watched it. Like, there, there's a lot of him breaking up crimes, so I don't remember exactly the whole you know uh, order. Oh, of he, things. Does,
1: he goes. Doesn't he go to the, the the club and isn't this where he starts tracking down all the guys?
2: That happens that, a little later because he okay, he goes and yeah. he he sees uh uh the the one guy from the gang and that that sparks right. him to go back and look them up. But that's after oh, he's yeah, been yeah, on yeah. on that's patrol right. for a while. Yeah, like I said yeah, the whole because, thing moves so fast. It's hard to yeah. remember what happened. You you know you remember what happened but you know exactly how it rolled out maybe not. Yeah.
1: I just remember that being very reminiscent to the whole setup of the Superman movie. It's like I wonder if they kind of pulled from that idea of you know we're going to give you several different scenarios of him going out and stopping crime and then you're going to have the you know the responses to that on the news and everything. You know, it's it's set up very well.
2: Well, it kind of has the Dark Avenger thing to it too, you know, like yes. where, like near the end, he's getting he's he's got his downturn where everybody's after him and he and he gets beat almost to the point of death, and then he he has a showdown like like Conan, right? Like a uh, Dark Man, you know, like like kind of a he almost doesn't make it, and then you know manages to find his enemies and take care of them all at once, a big showdown. Yeah. I mean, what's yeah. not to like about that?
1: So so, that so far. Was, that-
2: just, just a, just a recap. We've got Peter Weller. We've got TV segments. We've got Ed Two Hundred Nine. We've got Miguel Ferrer. We've got I'd buy that for a dollar. We've got the robot, mon- the RoboCop montage where he's coming back to life after being, you know, taken apart by by a gang of thugs that cruelly shoot him piece by piece, and then he he returns to life as a as a creation of OCP. We've got he shot that guy in the dick, and then we've got like the first night out, you know, yeah. like. Or actually we're talking about that right now. First night out yeah. does all this uh this crime fighting. It's good stuff.
1: So that, that was be my my next one. So yours is whatever you got next.
2: Alright. Well I, I do have some some lines, you know, like your move creep. I've got a Robocop t shirt and just like on the side it says your move creep. It's like real small. I love it. Um <laughs> Well, you know, the next thing on my list I think I've already brought up is, is Basil Polidorus, but I, I cannot, I cannot yeah. stress it enough that this music just, like, it's so epic. It works, yeah. When he, when he busts down a door or when he goes into that warehouse and starts killing people, it's just like, oh, the, the music is that, just like, you know.
1: That's what it was. He went into the governor's office where that guy was holding everybody hostage. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he grabs that dude. That's fantastic.
2: Oh, and that guy, he's like, and I want something really, it gets really bad <laughs> gas mileage. How about a 6,000 SUX? They're like negotiating with him on like with a bullhorn. That's the best. Yeah. I, I, I like that guy too because he's like, and I want a recount and no, no matter what the recount says, I want my job back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That whole thing's good. And then he, like, punches through the wall. And I think if you played the old RoboCop video game, that was actually one of the stages. Like, you went into a building, and you had to punch through a wall and get the dude. It wasn't yeah, He fun even had, game.
1: like, he had, like, Predator weapons, too, where he could do the thermal heat thing through the wall, where he could see where everybody was and all that stuff. Yeah. This, he used that cool, all, man. what,
2: once? I mean, mostly, he just walked around really slow and didn't get hurt by gunfire Is his right. main power. And he can shoot people, like, with real accuracy, which actually are two pretty good powers if you're a cop, I guess. Sure.
1: That's the name of the game.
2: <laughs> it's like to protect and serve and, and, you know, and then just, like, kill a whole bunch of people.
1: Hmm. So you were saying about the music. Yeah, it, it, so
2: really it, I just, I had to stress that, that man, his music just, just really makes any movie, like, ten times more epic.
1: Yep. Yeah, it's, it's perfect for this film, too. It, it's... I don't know, man. This movie was kind of a breath of fresh air when it came out. I think it really was offering something different. With that being said... Yeah? <laughs> you know, you've got a whole gang of baddies here. Led up by Clarence and, and who else you got. But there's one name that eludes everybody through most of the movie. <laughs> and I just found this so hilarious last night when I actually caught it. Because the first scene when, when, uh, when Murphy and, and Lewis go to, to the uh, the old warehouse to catch the bad guys. Yeah. One of the main henchmen is over taking care of business. He's using the bathroom. Lewis comes up behind him and he turns around and uh i know where you're going with this he's hold, holding his hands up and she says he's he says freeze and he said well can i zip this up and she kind of looks down and he punches her in the face well later on when robocop is realizing <laughs> yeah. who these people are and it pulls up that dude's name his <laughs> name is joe, joe Peacock.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: peacocks
2: that's actually a, a line that i got down to is mind if i Zip this up.
1: Zip this up. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and, and that's the other thing I like about Lewis, is that, like, she's all business, but, like, she can't help but to look. She's like, all right, just just going to peek down, and then,
1: oh, pushed <laughs> in the face.
2: Uh,
1: and knocked off the, the that ledge and landed on a bunch of, like, cross ties, almost like the death of the, the fake Jason from Friday the 13th Part 5. <laughs>
2: Yeah, right. and then Joe Cox shows back up with the other guys, yeah. and he's like, yeah, she was so sweet, I had to take her out.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, that guy's actually hilarious. pretty entertaining. He's the he first is. to go.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so there's, that's my reason, Joe Peacock's.
2: That's a good reason. That's a good reason. So my next reason is whenever you have a dark Avenger movie, you have to have somebody who says at least five times, we killed you. And and that was, you yeah. uh, know, yeah, there, there's that gas station scene where that plane geometry yeah. thing comes in. Right. you the know, guy's reading it's it, right. and the guy's like, Oh, you think you're smarter than me? Can you outsmart a bullet? You know, he's just, he's that kind of guy. And Robocop shows up, and, uh, and he recognizes like, his chin. And he's like, Wait a minute.
1: We killed you. <laughs> we killed you. It's almost like Bill Paxton was busy that day, so they couldn't get him. So they got this red-headed dude, you know? <laughs> yeah,
2: he looked familiar, but I don't know what I've seen him in.
1: Yeah. He's just Great that scene. guy. And that leads
2: We killed you, scene.
1: Him pulling back the the memories of these people that knocked him off when he was alive. And when he walks into the data banks and he does the old R2-D2 thing, except there's this long spike that comes out of his hands, and he just punches it into... Like a a drive location or whatever, and it starts reading the memory, and he starts pulling up all these people's faces. And Joe P. Cox is there. And That's this right. This dude's name is is Emil. Is the the guy that gets uh, uh, we killed you, that guy.
2: Yeah, yeah, that guy, Emil. Yeah, and he's actually the the guy that you know gets toxic wasted too.
1: Man, yeah, what a scene. Ooh, it's it's rough. <laughs> And it's the only scene where you you see RoboCop kind of hustle,
2: because
1: <laughs> the rest of time he's walking real yeah. slow. But when that truck's coming at him, he's like high stepping. <laughs> yeah,
2: he really he moves like like you see. Jason Voorhees is kind of got the same thing. He's like he moves with a purpose, and then he shows up over here. Yeah, it's um, kind of silly, but he's got a gun, so it makes it a little more realistic that he could just yeah. you know off some people.
1: Yeah. I've got uh, the drug warehouse scene where Clarence Boddicker and his bunch goes into the guys that are dealing with all the coke.
2: And oh, they're man. Trying to make,
1: oh, they're trying to make a deal, which is a great scene. That whole that whole scene is fantastic. Then Robocop comes in and starts showing his, uh, his shooting skills. Uh, I've just always loved that whole scene. And uh, gets his hands on Clarence Boddicker and finds out the truth behind everything of who's really... You know, behind all the the crime sprees and everything that's going on, uh, yeah, man, just the setup is fantastic in this thing. But I've always been impressed with that scene where he walks in. And he's just like knocking people off left and right. He's even doing like non look shots, right? <laughs> he's just pointing off to the side and shooting people, not even turning his head. It's pretty awesome.
2: Yeah, yeah. Years before uh, before Hawkeye did it in Avengers, RoboCop right. was doing it, right? That's right he he's got that visor. I mean, he could be looking in all directions mm-hmm. except yeah, he's got eyes behind the visor. Anyway, doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. Like I, yeah, the next thing I've got is uh, I've got a uh, Clarence Boddicker has got a real Tommy Lee Jones kind of vibe in that scene in the, the warehouse where he's like, Oh yeah. Show the man what we brought him for Christmas. And he's got kind of like a, like a, I don't know, like a down home country, a hole kind of thing going on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that whole warehouse scene where they're, they're, they're packing up all the coke and little vials, and, and then the guy gets into the talk with, with Claire's Boddicker, and then RoboCop shows up and brings it all to a stop.
1: Yeah, that's fantastic.
2: We're not even going to talk about the drug scenes in RoboCop 2, because, I mean, that would take all day. But
1: Well, we'll do that in whenever we do RoboCop 2.
2: Yeah, that makes sense.
1: Which may happen soon, who knows?
2: Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm not... Anyway... <laughs> I'm gonna. I, my next reason is I love that there is a big special effects piece in the commercial for the six thousand SUX car. <laughs> yeah. it, it's like it's a straight up like you said. It's a Harryhausen, you know, stop motion. It's not a Harryhausen, but it's like it. You yeah. know, stop motion dinosaur walking through the the streets to the 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 city. And, and what should scare him but, you know, the 6,000 SUX, this big old Cadillac parked in the middle of the road. It's like, oh, no, 6,000 <laughs> SUX. I mean, it, it, like, they had to have spent money on that commercial. Like, it's great. And it's just well, in the middle of the movie. Like, hey, by the way, that, mo- like, that that car we're talking about, here's a commercial for it. I'm glad you
1: brought that up because the people that did that commercial is the Chiodo brothers, which are the guys that did uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Oh yeah, and they and they also built the 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 giant king cobra in the king cobra movie, and they, you know they're all over the place. They're oh, a, yeah. a spe, special effects team, and uh, yeah, that that's that's their work. They actually made that commercial to put in the movie.
2: And so was Pat Morita the voice of the dinosaur?
1: <laughs> Is that all you got? <laughs>
2: <laughs> so let me get this. I'm a dinosaur.
1: So, yeah, I think that commercial is fantastic. It's one of those standout moments for sure. Because you keep hearing about the car through the whole thing, and then you actually see a commercial for it. It's just oh, a yeah. good way to tie it
2: in. Joe Cox even dries up in one.
1: Yeah, he does. Which brings <laughs> up my next my next reason to watch this movie, which is the Cobra Assault Cannon. Oh, man.
2: <laughs> that thing's so ridiculous. It's true.
1: So, yeah, like you said... Joe Peacock's pulls up in a in a in a six thousand SUX, just like the one that Clarence Boddicker is driving, and all the the baddies are like, "Oh man, look! Joe's got a car just like yours. What do you think about that?"
2: It's still got the the sticker <laughs> in the window because obviously still got the sticker on the
1: window. <laughs> and Clarence just reaches into the back seat of the of the car, pulls out this, <laughs> this extremely long stupid gun, <laughs> shoots the car, and it just blows the whole car up. <laughs> Oh man, what's that? It's the Cobra Assault Cannon, and he's got like three or four of them. They're just <laughs> they're just going to town, man. They're
2: blowing they're, up stores, cars. They're like the bounty hunter gun from uh, from the first Critters, you know, like yeah. not not the way they look, but the way they they shoot something and the whole oh. thing just explodes. Basically, whatever would have been in the whole area just like goes up in flames.
1: There you go again, man. The Chiodo brothers did the did the Critters characters, did they? they? Did the, the creatures, yeah.
2: Well, that's something I
1: like. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah, I, I like that whole scene with the Cobra assault cannon too, because they're like, "Hey, he's got a car like yours," and you can tell <laughs> it kind of miffs Clarence Boddicker. So he goes and gets the gun. He's like, "Oh, you yeah, look what I got!" And then dude's like, "Wait, wait, that's my car, man!" <laughs> and he just blows it up. But then he gives everybody a gun, and they just go. They go around just shooting storefronts and fire hydrants and people. It's <laughs> and like, awesome. <laughs> they're terrible. They're the worst kind of people.
1: And then you know later on, when we get past uh, to- towards the last the last 10 minutes of this film is a throwdown, man, it is awesome, but even RoboCop gets his hands on one of these and uses it on a ed209 and it just and it's just like an at walker man I mean or an at at because they shoot it, and just the legs are still standing up, everything else is gone, yeah <laughs> oh, good so- stuff.
2: The next thing I've got is the man on the street interviews. Oh, that dude. I mean, there's only two of them, but like, well, what, you know, they're saying, "Well, what are you going to do if the the police decide to go on strike?" And one guy's like, it's there, it's job security to have crime. They, they they shouldn't be allowed to strike, you know." And then the other guy's like, it says, "You know, so and so homeless." And he's like, "Well, you know, what, what are you going to do? The, what are we going to do, man?" <laughs> and just like like they've got some They've got some asshole reporter on the street, you know, with <laughs> with, it, with a <laughs> microphone, just just finding whoever's out there and asking him about this police strike. It's hilarious. I, I just, it, it, acts- it, it goes into the whole TV spots thing too, where it's kind of like something you might see, but they've tweaked it to be in this world. And I just really like it.
1: And of course, you know, you've got the scenario here too, where the main bad guy
2: that's uh, working for OCP,
1: they built in a program into RoboCop where RoboCop cannot cause any harm or arrest somebody that works for OCP. So, right. you know, he goes and tries to stop the guy early on because he finds out the whole story. And, you know, he ends up getting ambushed by all the police officers. But, it's funny because he's when he's trying to arrest him, it just freezes him and he's like all locked up. And, uh, but, later on in the return of this, after he kills all the baddies and goes back up to the guy, he's got the old owner of ocp at gunpoint yeah and and the, the owner says
2: you're fired
1: and so when he's fired he gets out of the way and the RoboCop just blast him away out the window can yeah. you fly bobby
2: so so there was one complaint i've got about about the movie actually yeah the, the the secret fourth directive is a cool premise but I gotta say Peter Weller like I don't know what direction he was given when it was like, Now the fourth directive is keeping you from, from arresting this guy. And he's kinda like doing some kind of modern dance, you know. He's exactly. like Exactly oh, I can't move because of the directive. It's weird and and I wish it wasn't there. <laughs> but uh well,
1: There's that, and then there's when he shoots the dude out the window and he's falling. There's some pretty bad effects right there, too. Oh, man,
2: his arms are so long.
1: It's like he stretches out.
2: (laughs) See, the next thing and the last thing that I have, I mean, I'm sure I'll think of something, but the the next thing and the last thing I have feeds right into what you just said. The boardroom killing scene at the end of this movie is perfect in every possible way. I mean, he goes in there, and and you know the the bad guy proves himself to be a bad guy, and he grabs the other guy, and he gets fired, and he gets shot out the window, and like while he's getting shot out the window, the the executive that's been kind of the third guy in line the whole time, who was eating the baby food earlier, like because yeah, he thought yeah. it was funny, like he he's just smiling like the whole time. He's like, oh, this this can't go badly for me, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and so when dude like goes out the window, I'm like this this whole showdown at the end was just perfect because like he goes yeah. over and he jams the, the 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 uh interface you know uh blade in the the bank of televisions <laughs> and of course all of them populate with that guy saying oh, i had to kill bobby because he made a mistake i had to kill bobby because he made a mistake you know they're like oh how could you kill bobby i mean they they watched dudes getting killed in that room it's just when right. it's one of them's that it matters but yeah you know then he's like you're fired and, and he like breaks away and you know robocop shoots him out the window it's awesome
1: yeah yeah between that and of course the whole showdown at the mill Yard, uh, yeah. you know it it's it's just great man the, the i mean there's not a there's not a lagging piece in this movie it moves so well and it keeps you interested you want to say, "Well, this is the best part of the movie," but really, there's there's really not a bad part. Is there some small glitches in it? Sure, I sure. Mean, some some effects don't some effects don't hold up, but there's small little pieces versus the overall impact of this film. I, I was absolutely blown away how well it still stands up. You know? And when
2: I was a teenager, we watched this, and I gotta say, you know, the, the, um dude getting getting in the toxic waste man yeah. like yeah like you That's know we didn't mention it like per se but but he this guy like goes to hit robocop and robocop steps out of the way and the van like hits this big drum labeled toxic waste and this smoky acid like rolls through the whole vein and van and then the guy comes out and he's like got you know his, his nose is melting off and he's like and then he gets hit by a vehicle later and he just like explodes oh, yeah.
1: Oh god! It is so nasty. It's it's like something out of a trauma film, really. I mean, it is. It's that level of gross, you know. And And he he walks up to to that one dude, and he's like, "Help me!" And he's like, "No!" (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. You know that guy? uh, What what was his name? Leon Nash. uh, But the the actors (laughs) in you know Twin Peaks, right? He that guy always plays a jerk, and he does it so well.
1: There's a scene where he's in the disco, disco tech where RoboCop finds him and he's like dancing with Lady Gaga. I don't know if you saw her or not, but <laughs> it's who it looked like he was dancing with.
2: I was just but, amazed uh, at the fact that it looked like that that dance hall was like a like a laser tag arena or something with red walls yeah. and stuff. I
1: don't know. It, it, I had a blast
2: watching this, man. <laughs> I, 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 I'm thinking about watching it again right now.
1: <laughs> I'm going to watch it again right now, anyway. I'm going to watch it again right <laughs> now
2: but um i I think that we probably need to bring up tj laser
1: yes absolutely
2: so you know saturday morning (laughs) used to have shows and 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 i imagine one of the shows in this world was tj laser some kind of like a brave star kind of future western cop Mm -hmm. with you know quick draw laser action and and for that reason robocop always spins his gun and that's how lewis is like wait i know that guy but um it's just another one of those fun things, you know. There's a little flashback of him seeing his his son watching TJ Laser and saying, "Dad, can you do
1: that? Can you do that?"
2: You know, like. I'm and how
1: try. how awesome is it where his holster is inside of his leg? I think yeah. I always thought that was so cool.
2: I always thought that was cool too. You know, they probably could have saved the leg, but like, no, we need holsters, man. <laughs>
1: Uh, I mean and, and the list goes on of great scenes the the, the per- target practice you know when he's in there and he's shooting everybody stops shooting to watch him shoot it, yeah because he's goes, got
2: that semi-automatic pistol
1: yeah it just goes on and on I mean it, it's it's good scene after good scene after great scene after great scene
2: what about when his son comes up to him at breakfast and he's like dad I'm not gonna do hamster style anymore <laughs> that was that was good okay. that was pretty good stuff <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: so what do you say, man? You want to go to rating time?
2: I think it's rating time. <laughs>
1: rating time. Rating
2: time, time. Time.
1: All right, man. What you, what you give it?
2: Man, I, I think you got to stand him up against the wall to do it. But I'm going to give this movie five Cobra assault Cannons. I'm going to give it 270. <laughs> Bitches leave. Bitches <laughs> leave. So polite. He's a, he's yes.
1: Th- he's a, he's a classy dude, right?
2: Bring him home uh, to your parents.
1: Right. So, uh Brian Blessed as always, what do you think of 1987's RoboCop? Die!
2: Well, i have a short. <laughs> I, he had like a band behind him too, you know, we're
1: He's busy nowadays.
2: <laughs> that that's been uh, that's been the problem with Hal Ming is is getting Brian Blessed to come in and he's only in for like 10 seconds.
1: Yeah, maybe, maybe we can do a little a little better on that. We can find some, uh, some other ways to get him involved here. Uh, if you folks out there, if you have any ideas on how we can get Brian Blessed more involved in the show, keep them to yourself because we're going to figure out
2: something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, seriously, everybody out there, if you happen to find yourself with some spare time in these crazy quarantine days, check out RoboCop, man. I don't Absolutely. know if it's streaming anywhere because I had it already, but man, go find it, watch it, enjoy it, man. It's good stuff. I'm, I'm, I am hoping,
1: and it's, it's a weird thing to hope, but I'm hoping there's somebody out there who has not seen the original RoboCop that is going to check it out because we recommend it, and they come back going, you know what, you guys are right, this movie's awesome, and if hope- you haven't, if you haven't watched it in a while, and you did like we did, and you just kind of said, yeah, it's RoboCop. Go back and watch it again, man. I promise you, you're gonna walk away going, "You know what? This thing still really holds up."
2: I know that that Matthew Tangen's gonna go out and watch it. Yeah, I mean he's okay. a huge Verhoeven fan. Sure. Bring bring your kid along, man. I and, and record it. I can't wait to hear how that goes. All right, we're
1: gonna take a little other short break. We'll be right back. Yeah. Hey, I want to take this time to invite you and your whole family to come down to the brand new, reopened, Clarence Bottica's Skydiving Retreat. That's right. It's a retreat that's a real treat. When Clarence Bottica started this thing, he's all about facing your fears. And this is where you can face your fear as well. Jump in one of our highly new ventilated planes. Man up and be ready to jump God, I don't know how far it is It's a long way down But you can do it Right here At the Clarence Bodica Skydiving Retreat So if you are a newbie Don't worry about it Our highly trained staff Will help you all the way down to the ground And if you're one that just does this all the time Yeah, we'll take you too Just come on, jump in the plane And jump to your heart's content and we didn't forget about your kids either. We got special stuff for them as well. We got little arm braces that they can get that says, Clarence Bodica shoved me out of a plane, and you can buy that for a dollar. And you got questions about safety gear? Yeah, we got all that if you're some kind of pansy or something. Like I said, just load on up. Bring your sorry self down here and your rugrats. Jump out a plane. Have a good time. You never know. You may be the one that gets to hear Clarence Spottica say.
0: Can you fly, Bobby?
1: Sky Daffin' Clearance, Spottica, Sky Daffin'. Next door to the Waffle House. Oh, yeah.
2: Have you ever had a problem you just couldn't solve with conventional means? Needed something a little extra? Let me introduce you to a little friend. The Cobra Assault Cannon. But don't take my word for it. How about a rap legend? Tasty Taste, how do you use the Cobra?
0: Well, sometimes you gotta take out stuff like a bus, or build in
2: how about a man on the go don't lean on the old faithful minigun that takes too long I ain't got time to bleed Cobra Assault Cannon choice of thugs and hoodlums everywhere from OCP Industries buy yours today
1: Minneton, Minneton, he is stronger than anyone, Rows a ship really fast, grabs a spear, stabs your ass, look out, stronger than any other, he's really one bad mother, here comes the Minneton! When we last left Minneton, Dr. Klon and Cheeky were robbing a bank in downtown Detroit. Hmm, Shiki. This vault is much stronger than I figured it would be. I'm sure you'll figure it out, Doctor Klan. If I only had the right tools, this would go much quicker, Shiki. I know, Doctor Klan. Let's get Minotan to do it. Great idea, Shiki. Minotan, come here a minute. Minotan. I need you to bust open this vault. You think you can do that for me? Fantastic! Stand back, Shiki. <laughs> almost there! Dr. Klein, a police car! No worries, Minneton will take care of it.
2: That are
0: alive, you are coming with me.
1: Doctor Klein, he shot him right in the. Oh, that's gonna hurt. Oh well, we got the money. Good job, Minotan. See you later, Minoton! You are under arrest. You have the right to remain silent Stronger than any other He's really one bad mother Here comes the Minotaur
2: Well, we hope that you enjoyed this time with us talking about one of our favorite movies and hopefully one of yours RoboCop from 1987 Um, I had a blast putting this together with Rick here and and, uh, I can't wait to see what comes next I mean if it's RoboCop 2 so be it but whatever it's gonna be I hope it's it's a pale comparison to this movie because um, I so enjoyed it
1: yeah and like we say as always if you've got some ideas or comments of this movie or any other movie that you kind of want to talk about with us uh, want our input on it or even want us to kind of cover it Feel free to share that on the Facebook pages and all that kind of stuff. We again, just we enjoy getting the feedback. It's kind of why we do all this. Uh, we we don't really care about hearing ourselves talk, but it's all about just reaching out and and uh, keep our community going at this point right now. So have at you, bring it on. Let's see what you got.
2: Right, right. And, yeah, we we do a lot of joking as far as uh, keep your opinions to yourself, but you know, Rick's absolutely right. We don't do it. If it was just us talking then we just, you know, do a phone call together and talk about this stuff. But we want to put it out there and we value the fact that it's entertaining to people. And it's it's whole part of the persona to say, we don't care what you have to say. We we really really kinda do. Yeah, I do. We do. We
1: just too lazy to do anything about it. That's a good point. <laughs> that's an excellent <laughs> that's point. Kind of, that's kind of the point, right? <laughs> you yeah, I think uh, you hit the nail on the
2: head. So do you have anything you wanna you wanna promote? You have anything coming up?
1: Yep. No. Not really. Uh just uh look for more Hell Ming, man. I mean this is this is fun getting back in here and and, and being more steady with our content. Uh you know, we, we kinda lose that uh the communication when we don't do this show. We kinda end up staying distant and I don't like that. So this is a good way for us to, to stay in touch. Me and Danny is what I'm talking about. And uh I don't know, man, it just makes it more fun for me.
2: I, I agree, it's a it's a good time and, and I think we both tried You've been more successful at producing, you know, solo projects. Um,
1: well, I wouldn't say successful. I've attempted <laughs> and then I go, Crap, that's too much work. <laughs> How about you've
2: actually managed to succeed in putting together some solo projects? Oh, um well. I think I you know, the best I can do is really is Skits and I, I can occasionally do a little bit, but yeah, it's a lot of work and, and it gets lonely. So I really do enjoy the camaraderie. It makes it all worth doing. Oh yeah. So, without anything else, you know, we, we we're glad that you're with us on this, and uh, you know, keep watching the page. We'll keep trying to make it entertaining. Um, keep promoting your own stuff on it, and hopefully, we can we can share the the ears around, and everybody gets a, a good entertaining uh, benefit from us all networking together. And uh, in this yep. time, you know, when you're trying to stay safe, just stay safe.
1: And the whole point is, we put this together to share with you, and we hope that you share this. With other people as well. That's that's the best thing you can do if you like this show to help get the word out there of this show. Just share it with other people.
2: Yeah, we're not going to charge anything. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, you you got three friends, so that's a uh, nine ninety nine per person, and uh, <laughs> then there's a surcharge for bandwidth. <laughs> and uh, don't
1: don't forget to charge them for the the Helming app which we haven't even talked about making yet, but we can go ahead and charge them for it.
2: How about just the Hail Mink Amp? You know, or the amp. Hail Mink Amp, like you, you stick it outside your house and it's just our voices yelling at people?
1: What about the Hail Ming Imp?
2: <laughs> the Hail Mink Imp? I can't seem to say Ming without saying Mink. What Mink, about the Hail, the Hail Mink, Mink?
1: <laughs> The Hail Mink Mink.
2: The Hail Mink Stole. You know, it's, it's like, it looks like Max von is as, as Ming the Merciless, but it's a... It's like a weasel you wrap around your neck.
1: Man, we just found a whole bunch of new commercials for the show.
2: <laughs> Hail Ming stole. I'm, I'm still you kind of excited about You got to make it to the, the top RoboCop. <laughs> okay, I am still kind of excited about the RoboCop montage. I, I I know it wasn't that kind of movie, but now I kind of want to see it. Just just like a, you know, just that, the 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 professor lady with the giant glasses checking things off of a clipboard after everything. That, that would make it for me. You were dead, but now you're alive. You're pumping all through your muscles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're going to kill me. <laughs>
1: all right. Maybe we ought to get out of here.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think it's time to say goodbye. So, you know, on behalf of all of us over here at Hail Meng Productions, enjoy your leave. next few days and, uh, you know, <laughs> have a good one
0: adios <laughs> <laughs>
2: once in a lifetime you meet the right partner someone who helps you see why you started helping people in the first place he can help you reassess and get back on track then you can get blown to bits by criminals and put back together by a heartless corporation it's a little like a modern Cinderella story well so long minions stay safe and remember Actions, speak louder, and catch phrases. Good night, everybody.
1: Oh, oh Members of the audience will receive the following. Classic Curves by Biddos. The Pants for Feel Good Company. A gift certificate from Maru-Chan Ramen
0: Noodles. rice Saloni. All
1: guests receive a copy of the Helming Home Game. Thanks to the creative minds and special appearances of Mark Allison, Jeremy Finch, and Jacob Kennedy. Hail Ming is a proud member of Legion Podcasts. Check out all the great shows at legionpodcast.com. Hail Ming is available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Legion Podcast. This is Dan Pardo saying, good night.